five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Wednesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program.
Bad news is everywhere. I shut my eyes, shut my ears, and now. Cause I know there's a better day coming, blowing in from the north and south. But I don't give up. I let my love shine bright. I won't give up, no, no. down for the way that I look for what I wear it's just this skin I bear cause there'll come a time when all men and women will live as one at least I do believe so I don't give up I let my love shine bright won't give up no
We share and build with patience, kindness. In every heart you reach, the lesson that you teach. Don't judge a book, but look inside it. No more shadows as you step out proud and your light breaks out. It's bright and shining. And it wouldn't be the same without you here for you show the I'm 
J.M. in the A.M. Yisrael Batach Hashem done by Shmuley Hurwitz. Before that, Yoni Z and We Belong. Ana Hashem from Sandy. You heard Udi Ulman with Viazor. Kedai, that's Yaakov Shweki. Yehuda Green had Shirat Hayam. Don't Give Up, that's Aryeh Kunstler. Ana Avda from the cast of uh, Big Time Alterheim. And, of course, uh, Regesh Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. Welcome to a Wednesday on this 25th of January, day three in the month of Shvat, the year 5783. Tough Shin Pei Gimel. First day of Dafyomi Meseches Nazir, Hatzlacharaba. Good luck to everybody who's undertaking Dafyomi, one page of Talmud per day. Again, Hatzlacharaba from all of us here at JM in the AM. Uh, it's a Wednesday, and it's a big Wednesday for us here at JM and the AM because we have a full schedule with some amazing guests and uh, plenty of great music. Yes, he's Weig with a Wednesday live lunch happening at 11 a.m. Eastern time right here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Tomorrow, Roy Newberger, the brand new book is called From Sinai to Yerushalayim, Our Jewish Journey Continues. It's the story of Roy and Leah. Written by Rabbi Nachman Seltzer. Roy himself will join us tomorrow morning in the 8 o'clock hour here at JM in the AM. Very much looking forward to that. <laughs> I said I said a few times this week that when Roy is on the air, it's always an inspiring conversation. And I've had an opportunity over the last couple of days to uh, really think about how different this conversation might be than some of the previous ones we've had on the air, and uh, it should be exciting. It should be really exciting and really nice, so make sure to be tuned in. Go to artscroll.com. You'll see the book from Sinai to Yerushalayim. Again, artscroll.com. And uh, when you use promo code radio, you get a a major discount and free shipping. So go to artscroll.com and uh, pick up the book and everything else that you need from that uh, amazing source of great publications over at Artscroll. Uh, so there you have it, JM and AM Wednesday, and here we are. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. Feel free to uh, write to Avrami if you don't receive our daily thread or our uh, weekly newsletter. Make sure to write to Avrami, af at NahumSiegel.com. Again, that's af at NahumSiegel.com, and he'll make sure that you're included in that list. <clears throat> He'll make sure you're not left out. He'll make sure you're not neglected. Special greetings to those who are tuned in around the world. One of the things we've learned over the last few months as we continue in this 40th year of JM and the AM is just how many people are tuned in from so many places on the globe. And it's a pretty amazing feeling, frankly. So thank you to everybody who's listening. 
especially a thank you to those who have uh, taken us along on their vacation. This is another big Yeshiva week break or Yeshiva break week. And uh, a lot of people have been uh, in touch with us how they are listening in their car, on the beach, in their hotel room, in obscure, at least for us obscure, places around the globe. And that is an amazing feeling. A lot of people simply can't be without their jam and the am, even if they're tuned into it the later in the day. Because for a lot of folks, Dr. Mark mentioned to me that where he is, he's one hour ahead. So for him, it's um, the 7 o'clock hour. And, of course, in Israel, it's the 1 p.m. hour. And uh, for our friends in California, and it was, it was hard to believe when I was out in California just how many people are listening to us on a daily basis, which is amazing. It's the 3 a.m. hour as they tune in right now. So no matter where you are on the globe, I thank you. Also, a special thank you to those who listen to JM and the AM when it's repeated at the 12 midnight Eastern time. Now, we've done that. And we started doing that so, so many years ago. My gosh, we did that so many years ago. We implemented this because in Israel, if you wake up and you want to listen to a morning show at 7 a.m. Israel time, you can hear JM and the AM from the previous day. So it may be a day old, but come on. Wouldn't you rather have JM and the AM be a day old than uh, listen to anything else? And the answer, of course, is yes for so many who are in Israel. So a special thank you and shout out to those who are listening during the quote-unquote midnight replay, midnight encore edition of JM in the AM. Svi Grinheim is next. You're listening to a uh, JM in the AM Wednesday right here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Oh, yo, 
City of gold, city of soul, city of an ancient people's home, city that I love, a city that I breathe, city that I don't want to leave. Oh, Jerusalem, you're in my heart, Jerusalem, you're in my mind, Jerusalem, I love you so. Oh, Jerusalem, you're in my heart, Jerusalem, you're in my mind, Jerusalem, I love you so.
J.M. in the A.M. with Yair Rosenberg and Menucha Vesimcha Jerusalem done by Dove Halpern. Avram Rosenblum, brand new with Hope. You heard Eighth Day, brand new with Ben Amram. Uh, Tzvi Grinheim. Right? Yeah, Grinheim with uh, Hakel to open up that set um, here at J.M. in the A.M. Right? The Shmuley Horowitz song, Yisrael Batach Bashem, I think was in the previous set. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio around the world of web and on the Nahum Single Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Attention listeners who are on or have a family member on a federal subsidy program, our friends at USA Tablet are giving away free 10-inch tablets with free internet service. You never get a bill. It's being awarded through an affordable connectivity program. Go to usatablets.org, usatablets with an S.org, and receive your free benefits. Anyone on any federal subsidy program will be approved. Check it out at usatablets.org. Guy, it's on the background. There are news from Israel coming up and plenty more, obviously, as you would suspect. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Wednesday follows next. We say Boker Tov from Jam in the AM. Galitzal, Mirushalayim, Asha Stein, Shalom Rav, Baulpan, Rani Avnai, Ima Shekorei Achshav. Kanzler Germania Olaf Scholz, Sichrit, Shishlach Tanki, Misug Leopard Stein, Leukraina. פולין, בריטניה, ספרד וצרפת ברכו על ההחלטה, אבל ברוסיה שיגרו איום. זו החלטה מסוכנת שתביא את העימות לרמה חדשה. מדווח כתב חדשות החוץ מתן לוי. לאחר שממשלת גרמניה הודיעה שתשלח 14 טנקים לאוקראינה וכי תאפשר למדינות נוספות לעשות כן, ראש ממשלת פולין הודה לקנצלר גרמניה ואמר כי זה צעד גדול בדרך לבלימת רוסיה. גם ראש ממשלת בריטניה סונק טען שגרמניה ביצעה החלטה נכונה וגם ארמון האליזה הצרפתי ברח על ההחלטה. כעת העיניים נשואות אל עבר וושינגטון כדי לראות האם תחליט לשלוח טנקי אברהמס אמריקניים לאוקראינה. מערכת הביטחון תשלול אישורי כניסה של 230 פועלים עזתים שעובדים בישראל, קרובי משפחה של מעורבים בהכוונת טרור. בשבק ובצהל חשפו כי פעילי חמאס מעזה מנצלים צעירים פלסטינים באיו"ש בחלק ניכר מהמקרים ללא ידיעתם כסייענים לבצע פיגועים בשטח ישראל. הפעילות נוהלה על ידי פעילי חמאס בעזה מגורשי עסקת שליט שמוצאם ביהודה ושומרון. גורם ביטחוני בכיר אמר פעולותיהם של חמאס וארגוני הטרור האחרים ברצועת עזה יביאו לצמצום כמות אישורי הכניסה של סוחרים ופועלים מעזה לישראל. אזהרתו של נגיד בנק ישראל לראש הממשלה מהורדת דירוג האשראי של ישראל בעקבות הרפורמה המשפטית המתוכננת. חברת הכנסת טלי גוטליב מהליכוד אומרת לאמיר בר שלום בגלי צה"ל שהפרופסור ירון ידע את מקומו. העובדה שהנגיד מעז לפנות ולהפחיד את ראש הממשלה מפני הרפורמה, שידע את מקומו, הוא נגיד, זה תפקידו, כדי לומר דבר כזה, הוא צריך לדעת מה זאת הרפורמה, מה ההשלכות שלה. אנשים יבינו שכל מה שיש בבסיס השיח הזה זה רק אנשים מאוד מאוד מסוימים ממערכת המשפט שהעזנו לגעת להם בגבינה ולהזיז אותה. 
מטפל הוליסטי מאזור רמת ישי נחקר בחשד כי פגע מינית בצעירה בת 26 שהגיעה אליו לטיפול. פרסמה לראשונה כתבתנו עדה שטייף. מטפל הוליסטי מאזור הצפון נעצר בחשד שביצע מעשים הגונים ובעילה שלא בהסכמה בצעירה בת 26. עורכת דינה של הצעירה, קרן צידקובסקי, מוסרת כי במהלך הטיפול ביצע בה המטפל על פי החשד את המעשים. לדבריה, לא מן הנמנע שנשים נוספות נפגעו על פי החשד על ידו. בתום חקירתו שוחרר המטפל בתנאים מגבילים. המאבק להצלת תאגיד השידור הציבורי, מאות מפגינים מתעשיית הטלוויזיה חסמו לפני זמן קצר את צומת עזריאלי לתנועה. מההפגנה מדווחת כתבת התרבות, מאיה יהלום. מאות יוצרים, שחקנים, ראשי איגודים ועובדים בתאגיד השידור הציבורי הפגינו לפני זמן קצר בצומת עזריאלי בתל אביב במחאה על תוכניות שר התקשורת שלמה קרעי לקצץ את תקציב התאגיד ולהוביל לסגירתו. מוקדם יותר היום נערך כנס חירום של ארגוני היוצרים הגדולים. כעת צומת עזריאלי נפתח לתנועה ונראה שהמאבק להצלת התאגיד רק מתחיל. ומזג האוויר גם מחר. גם אחר הטמפרטורות גבוהות מהרגיל. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולטו. שבאדם, ותכף 
J.M. in the A.M. Shirulo done by Shlomo Katz here on a Wednesday morning broadcast. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Uh, before that, before the Shlomo Katz selection, you heard Yishai Rebo with Techef Ipatach here at JM in the AM. Tomorrow, Roy Newberger is our guest. Uh, he and his wife, Leah, are the subject of a brand new book from Sinai to Yerushalayim. 
written by Nachman Seltzer. Go to artscroll.com. Make sure to use promo code radio. Simple as that. Artscroll.com. Make sure to use promo code radio for your free shipping and your discount. This portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abel's and Hyman, kosher hot dog, sausage, and deli is the world's best, serving the kosher world since 1954 and available at better kosher supermarkets nationwide. Try A&H today. You'll be glad you did. I want to thank Simi Allen, who joined us yesterday uh, from Yad Vashem. I remind you that during the Holocaust, the Nazis endeavored to obliterate the identity of each and every Jew. And since the 1950s, Yad Vashem has endeavored to gather the names of the six million Jews murdered in the Holocaust so that they will be remembered forever. Yad Vashem's book of names is the unique result of a meticulous and painstaking work that commemorates 4.8 million men, women, and children whose details have been gathered and uncovered over the years. Every name, date of birth, hometown, and place of death is clearly printed and illuminated by a gentle beam of light that shines from between the pages. The monumental size of the book attests to the immeasurable and inconceivable loss to the Jewish people and to all of humanity. The Book of Names is on display at the UN from now until February the 17th. Entrance is free Monday through Friday from 9 until 5. Yad Vashem's Book of Names, breathing life into every name. The Yad Vashem Central Database of Shoah Victims' Names is available online. Yadvashem.org for more information. Yadvashem.org. Again, the United Nations has the, the, the exhibit, the display, now until February the 17th. Try your best to go and see it. It's pretty remarkable. JM in the AM, good morning all. Thanks for joining us. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Siegel Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. Full schedule, of course, here at the Nahum Siegel Network. We're going to talk about the Givati Brigade in the third hour this morning. We're going to talk about uh, our friends at the Joel Paul Group in the second hour. Willie Hochman has an update for us regarding a pretty major development, frankly, one that that it seems will be very beneficial to Jewish not-for-profits nationwide, maybe even around the world. We'll find out. So we'll talk about that coming up here at JM in the AM. Uh, it's Yeshiva break, Yeshiva week for many schools, for many institutions in the Yeshiva League. Um, no matter where you are, I hope you're listening. Well, if you're listening, then it doesn't matter where you are. Uh, <laughs> no, matter, no matter what hotel room, no matter what road you're driving on, no matter where you might be uh, on the beach or um, in some nice, wonderful facility, wherever it is on this globe, I say thank you for tuning in to JM and the Nahum Siegel Network as we continue to hear from more and more people around the world during this Yeshiva Week break. Much appreciated, as we say. By the way, we have spent, I mean, compared to the last, I don't know, five, six years, we've spent very little time talking about Yeshiva University men's basketball. Uh, not really fair of us. We should have been dedicating more time to this uh, current 2023 team. Uh, but I noticed that they're 9-8 and eight and 6-2 and two in the conference. That's pretty good. 6-2 and two in the conference? Wow. They are 9-8, and eight, the Yeshiva University Maccabees, the men's basketball team. And just looking at the schedule, what's today? Today we're in the, today's the 25th of January. Today, one on Sunday, they beat the University of Mary Washington. Congratulations. They are playing Maritime tonight at YU. Yeah, I don't think I can make it. I'm just trying to think this through. Sunday, ooh, where am I Sunday? Sunday, they're at the United States Merchant Marine Academy in Kings Point. I've been there. I've been there to see a YU basketball game. Probably a lot of our Long Island listeners will take the opportunity to go there on Sunday. 
Tuesday, the 31st of January, which is this coming Tuesday night, at 8 p.m., they play Sarah Lawrence College up at YU. Uh, February 4th, Saturday night, they've got one of those uh, amazing Saturday night games. Always great to go up there on a Saturday night. 8.30, Saturday night, February the 4th, the Skyline. Oh, all these are Skyline games. A Skyline game against the college at, at Old Westbury. That's at YU. Wednesday night, February the 8th, they're at St. Joe's, Long Island. Saturday night, February the 11th, again, that's the night before the Super Bowl, again, up at YU against College of Mount St. Vincent. February the 14th, which is a Tuesday, they're at St. Joe's in Brooklyn. We've been there. We've been at St. Joe's in Brooklyn. Pretty short drive from the the Lower East Side. And then on Sunday, February the 19th, they'll be at Farmingdale to wrap up the season. So they have... The University men's basketball team has uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, eight games left. They're all conference games. Yeshiva University basketball, eight games left. They are all conference games. That's pretty amazing. Uh, playoffs will be February 21st and 23rd. And then the Skyline final, please God, they'll be in it, will be the final Sunday in February. So go Max. Go Max. Yeshiva University Maccabees. I'm wondering if uh, with this Skyline schedule tonight, I'm wondering if we can get uh, Coach Elliot Steinmetz on at some point over the next couple of days. We'll work on that. Anyway, that's the story. Also, everyone has their opinion regarding uh, regarding um, um, Ryan Terrell, who's playing in the G League with the Detroit team. And everyone has their opinion, Shabbos, and to what degree... You know, he's doing what others might do or not do on Shabbos and all this. I know everyone has an opinion. But the way this young man represented our people in that piece done by the Detroit television station the other day, which is all over the Internet, I contacted his father to let him know just how incredibly he represents our people. And um, just the whole whole thing, including his discussion about Shabbos, which was remarkable in my opinion. So, Kolak Avod, Ryan Terrell. Kolak Avod. Um, I, am, I am just, I, I take great pride in the way that you are, um, in the way you're out there representing us. Simple as that. And to please God, you should have the strength to continue uh, exactly in that manner. Uh, more coming up. You're listening to a, uh, don't tell me, Wednesday morning edition of JM in the AM. Give a all, give Nate some Give a all 
JM and the AM with Menachem Kobe and Bowie Kala here on a uh, Wednesday morning broadcast. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN. Nachum Single Network app for Android and iPhone and comment away. And a special greeting again to those tuned in around the world, especially during Yeshiva break. Much appreciated. Rabbi David Goldwasser's. Oh, what did we do before Menachem Kobe? Uh, before that, Lenny Solomon with Rock Do here at JM and the AM. Um, oh, before we go to Rabbi Goldwasser, I want to remind everybody that our friends at Call Achai, C-A-L-L-A-C-H-A-I, under the leadership of Boaz Goldschmidt, remind you that they are the one-stop shop for all your Israel-related matters. Uh, real, estate, real estate brokerage services, buying and selling property in Israel, getting good legal advice every step of the way, finance advice, including mortgages and taxes. Um, any type of real estate management, construction, interior design, all business matters, including investments, corporate issues, etc., in Israel, uh, they can handle. You can email them, callachai1 at gmail.com. That's C-A-L-L-A-C-H-A-I-1 at gmail.com. Or you can call locally this phone number, 201 That's 201 Eight two a drop early for Rabbi Goldwasser. His words: Zechanishmas Harav Zebin of Yosef Alevi and Zechanishmas Esther Basar of Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with morning chizuk. Good morning. The Mishnah tells us in Pirkei Avos, whoever has these three traits: a good eye, one who doesn't begrudge his friend, a humble spirit, a meek soul, one who is satisfied with whatever he was blessed are among the disciples of Avram Avinu. Whoever has three other traits, an evil eye, an arrogant spirit, and a greedy soul, is among the disciples of Bilam. Avram Avinu was the symbol of tzedakah, chesed, benevolence, and loving kindness. Bilam was the exact opposite, the symbol of evil, selfishness, and negativity. Our Chachamim specified these particular character traits will define the great difference between good and bad, as opposed to others who follow in the way of Avram Avinu, one who begrudges others, even though he may excel in other mitzvahs between man and God, is considered to be among the disciples of Bilam. It's noteworthy that our Chachomim do not cite Tfiluth Kavana, diligence in Torah study, Halachic discussions, as the contrast between Avram and Bilam. This teaches us a very important lesson. The essence of man is defined by his character attributes, his good midos. They are what transform a person from a simple individual into an exalted personage. Negative character traits, on the other hand, diminish the individual and make him small. Rabbi Yisrael Salanter, the father of the Muslim movement, says that Midos are man's treasure. Although man expends much effort to amass material possessions, even foregoing his honor, an individual who is on a higher spiritual level realizes that it's not the gold, the silver, the jewels that define the person, but his Torah and Maasim Tovim. One's time would be well spent acquiring good midos, improving our character traits. When a person works on himself, 
He has distinguished himself from others. There is the Sefer, Shulchan Aruch Lamidos, which is an interesting code of Jewish law that directs us in the appropriate use of one's character traits in the service of Hashem. For all of us, we who every day are a work in progress, we continue, especially during this time, to work on our Midos Tovos, to refine our relationships, Bein Adam Lechavero, thereby bringing peace and unity to Klal Yisrael. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day.
the Lahodos medley done by um, Slimy Gertner here at JMAM. Gershon Verobo before that, Avharachamim from the 40th anniversary Man to Man album. And welcome to a Wednesday, and thanks for joining us, everybody. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. Thanks to those tuned in around the world, especially those who are on Yeshiva break and are in hotel rooms and on the beach and on the road and driving and listening. Much appreciated. Special shout-out to those who are tuned in via the JM and the AM replay, which starts at 7 a.m. in Israel, 12 midnight here in these parts. I thank everybody who's uh, listening in to one of our encore presentations. JM and the AM, as we continue with your Eli Dickman.
אני תמיד נופל וקל, כי זו דרכו של העולם. ביום אחד אקום ולא אפול, כשאהיה חזק, כשאהיה גדול. אני תמיד נופל וקל, כי זו דרכו של There you have it. Yoeli Dikman out of Israel with Nofel Vikam here on a Wednesday broadcast at JM in the AM. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Good to have you aboard. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nachum Single Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. Well, as I mentioned earlier, there's been uh, a development at the Joel Paul Group under the leadership of Willie Hochman that I believe is going to be extremely beneficial to not-for-profits, organizations, schools, etc., across this country, and frankly, uh, Jewish not-for-profits around the world. Um, and uh, we will uh, speak to a couple of special guests uh, to this very point as I read to you the official announcement that came out. Uh, we are pleased to share with you the acquisition of the Joel Paul Group by Shepherd Search Group, effective January the 1st. This happened just a couple of weeks ago. As we reflect upon the last 36 years since our formation, we've come a long way. What started as a local recruitment firm in metropolitan New York has become one of the most successful executive search and recruitment firms serving Jewish not-for-profits across the entire United States, as successful as we have been there was this gnawing feeling that something was missing. After more than a year of research into joint ventures, mergers, partnerships, and a variety of shared service offerings, we recently decided the best path for our organization was to be acquired by Shepherd Search Group. Formed in 2001, the group of companies are run by a dear friend and respected industry veteran, David Ganshar, and with us to discuss this very interesting move, and again, one that will be beneficial to many in our community, the CEO and president of the uh, Joel Paul Group, our good friend Willie Hochman. Willie, welcome back to JM in the AM. And hang on just a moment, trying to figure out. Oh, there we go. I apologize. Give me one second, gentlemen. <laughs> Sometimes even the broadcast veteran <laughs> gets the technical stuff wrong on a Wednesday morning. Willie, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nachum. Thanks for having us. A pleasure. And David Ganshar, the CEO and president of the Shepherd Search Group, welcome to JM and the AM as well. Rebbe Nachum, great to be here. I greatly appreciate that. All right, Willie, you and I have spoken so many times about the effectiveness of the Joel Paul Group, especially in the world of Jewish not-for-profits. Um, tell us from your perspective about this move now that uh, uh, the Shepherd Search Group is essentially, um, uh, I guess, what would you call it, merging with the Joel Paul Group or, or as, as you said, uh, uh, purchasing? I mean, how would you describe this new arrangement? Sure, Nachum. So the Shepherd Search Group acquired the Joel Paul Group. We are a division of the Shepherd Search Group. We're operating still with our same website, joelpaul.com, and with all of our job postings. The advantage, and I'll let David Gantra say you know, in a moment, the advantage bottom line is to, like you said, the Jewish nonprofit organizations and professionals. 
they will see more activity. They will see research and uh, we have more recruiters and a larger staff of individuals who can service both the professionals looking for a job or those organizations looking to hire positions. An expansion on both ends. And that's why it's so beneficial to our community. More people looking for uh, uh, those to fill positions and the more positions becoming known to those who are looking for work in our community. Uh, David, there, there's, there's got to be no doubt that a group like the Joel Paul Group had to have achieved a, a certain volume, a certain prominence, a certain amount of growth in order to get to this point where you said this is a this is a worthwhile partnership. It's worthwhile acquiring them and bringing them in under our umbrella. What was it about the Joel Paul Group where you said, you know what, they're at this point where this is a worthwhile venture? I think there were a number of things. I think, first of all, Joel Paul is a legend in this industry. And, and as you said, he's been around for 36 years, placing uh, all levels of talent within the nonprofit sector. And, and that is a name that I think anybody would be proud uh, to have under their flag as, as we are today. Willie Hockman, in his own right, uh, is, is just an incredible uh, powerhouse in this industry. People know him. He's well-connected. Uh, you know, he's, he's really in my eyes, kind of the, you know, the professional shotgun, right. Uh, uh, you know, of the nonprofit world. And, and, uh, we have worked for many, many years in both for-profit and nonprofit, but the opportunity to bring our service line together with uh, Willie and with Joel, who by the way is still with the company, right. uh, was just too tremendous to pass up. So when we, when we saw that opportunity, uh, we said, Hey, got, got to have this. So if I'm if I'm to understand this correctly, Willie, as far as the uh, consumer, as far as the search committees, as far as the organizations, as far as the candidates are concerned, uh, nothing really changes for them. Uh, they go to the website, they contact the office, uh, they express an interest in jobs that might be available. They let you know uh, what openings they have at the moment. Uh, the only difference would be that the volume of work and the possibilities out there are going to be increasing. Yes, that's exactly right. Everything in that respect stays stays the same. Um, and again, we we hope that we can enhance uh, the productivity, the revenue generation, the existence of many more Jewish nonprofits out there, and encourage professionals to uh, look at the next uh, stage of their career by looking at job opportunities that uh, the Joel Paul Group. Shepherd Search Group will be providing to the community. Speaking with Willie Hochman, CEO and president of the Joel Paul Group, speaking as well with David Ganshar, who is the president and CEO of the Shepherd Search Group. I'm going to ask both of you uh, for comments regarding employment now in the early part of 2023. Uh, first, David, the Shepherd Search Group, uh, uh, I'm, I, you could let us know what, what your field of expertise is and where the concentration of your work is when it comes uh, to employment. Uh, but how would you view, how would you convey to us the, uh, uh, the, the job scene is right now? Uh, what's, uh, what's your impressions of availability? Is it a quote-unquote buyer's market or seller's market? What's your evaluation about how things are right now? We are still in what I believe is one of the strongest candidate-driven markets I have seen in my 22 years in this business. Uh, it, it's just incredible. And I think that started kind of halfway through COVID 
when we, when everyone said that hey, we realized this was going to be here for a while, we've got to live with this. And um, our candidates right now, the vast majority of them, certainly the A players and the B players, I'll say, are receiving three and four opportunities each. Wow. So it's really incumbent upon every organization to make sure that, that, and incumbent upon our team to make sure that we understand their culture and what it is that makes them stand out. Because it's, it's not unusual today that a very high caliber candidate is going to have multiple offers. And I don't see that changing for the next several months. It's possible uh, as the economy uh, shifts a little bit here, later in 2023 that we may see a change. But I think for the next few months, this remains a Canada-driven market. And Willie, what, uh, what's your reaction to that question about how strong or weak a market we're in right now? So I think we're, we're gaining. And what I use as a barometer and a comparison as at this time, uh, this year versus even before the pandemic or during the pandemic in January. So I and my team were working on more prospects more organizations have reached out to us, and I think that concurs with what um, David David said as well. So we have perspectives that we're working with to become you know clients or return clients. So the the upward movement is there, but as David said, right now it is is a candidate market, and we encourage both candidates and prospective clients to get in touch with us. One thing I'd like you to ask David uh, Nachum is the name of his company. How did that come about? Shepherd Search Group. David Genshar, <laughs> what can you tell us about it? I love it. We lose your co-host. This is great. Uh, <laughs> Not the first time. Well, <laughs> my mother of blessed memory uh, named the company. She passed away this past March, and uh, she spent the vast majority of her career, uh, by the way, in the nonprofit sector. This this acquisition, Willie, you know, would make her proud. <laughs> and uh, she said to me when we started the company many, many years ago, she said, glory to God, we must remember who is the one uh, that we are most thankful to oh, wow. for everything that we have. And right from the 23rd Psalm, Esrim Vishalosh, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. So the name of the company comes from Tehillim. Wow. And shepherd is today not just an executive search firm, but I think one of the blessings of joining forces with Willie is that we bring as well training, performance coaching, interim staffing, recruitment process, outsourcing, and HR solutions. So we're not just executive search anymore, but now we're really talent solutions for the entire nonprofit industry. So I hope that mom is proud. Well, I'm sure she is. And Willie, um, any any Jewish not-for-profit who's, you know, whose leadership is tuned in right now, they should take advantage of the additional services that you're able to provide now through Shepherd, right? I mean, obviously, with what, with what David just said, I mean, it's not just executive search anymore. As they continue with the, essentially your partners, they can get many other services as well. Yes, and that's one of the reasons, one of the things that obviously interested me in, you know, joining with the Shepherd Search Group. Uh, the other reason was, and plainly said, you've now heard David Gantcher speak. He is a legend in his areas of expertise, and uh, I've known him for, we were introduced as a, by a Shadchan, a mutual friend, right. uh, quite a few years ago, and we've always kept in touch in terms of our business and our personal lives, and that's what it's all about. It's not just the business. It is about relationships. 
And, you know, our clients know that and the candidates I speak to know that. And uh, we think it is a wonderful partnership. Yeah. Regard your colleagues as colleagues and not competition. You may end up doing business uh, to everybody's benefit one day. Uh, certainly proof of that. Uh, Willie, a lot of young talent out there or not, or not? Are you seeing a lot of good young candidates in areas like, I don't know, executive director, fundraising positions? I mean, I, I meet people, some of them who are, who are in their 20s, who seem to be trained, uh, you know, the way they've gone through school and through some uh, internships, uh, who seem to be very talented and have a lot of uh, potential out there. What are you seeing these days? So the, we'll call it a sports analogy, the bench at the entry level is still weak. And we keep, in, uh, we keep our eyes on that, not that we do a lot of entry-level searches, right. but we look to them to be the future leaders and the future professionals to guide organizations in leadership and fundraising and account, you know, in finance. But, but it is increasing. We're seeing a lot more interest in those who have put in the five to seven years of what's going to be next in their career, where do they want to go next, and what's available to them. And we also do that. We do a lot of consulting, meaning not as a paid service, but we get calls, myself and my recruiters, of what do you think of my resume? What do you think is out there for me? Not specifically a job, but what should I be focusing on? Do I, should I go get a master's in social work? Should I get an MBA? Uh, should I take the courses that are offered for philanthropic fundraising that are out there. Those kind of things enhance a candidate's, you know, presentation, a candidate's value, and hopefully, you know, we can find them their next opportunity. And, and David, let me ask you, because this actually came up in my house in conversation a few days ago. Uh, it, it seems like these days, if someone's in a, you know, it used to be if you're in a position for only five years, people got suspicious, you know, people moving around from job to job. And the ideal was to be somewhere for you know, 30, 40 years and get your gold watch. Now it seems if someone's in a position for five years, people ask what's wrong. Well, haven't you moved to something else? And they end up with five, six institutions on their resume. Uh, why do you think that is? And am I right? Is that the, the way it is right now? Uh, we, I absolutely have seen a, a seismic shift in, in the perception. My father uh, was with one company for, uh, goodness, 38 years, I right. believe. Uh, and, 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 yes, in my career, I've worked for two companies. So I, I, think, I think there has been a shift. Um, I think there's a middle ground. There is definitely a uh, – amongst the younger generation, there is a tendency to move around every couple of years. But I don't think that organizations really admire that. While there is a philosophy about, hey, let's kind of pool the best practices and bring them together, a lot of our customers want to see stability. They want to see tenure. But there is a middle ground because what they don't want to see is 25 years in one place with no movement in your career. So right. I would draw a distinction between the individual that stays for two decades at one company and the individual that stays a couple of years and then makes a move. I, I think ideally someone on a fast track that's building their career is potentially making a move every six to eight years right. uh, and enhancing their skill set. And as we said before, pulling from their best pra pulling from best practices, industry best practices to ensure uh, that they have a great deal to offer. But I, I, I want to be cautious on this point because I, I don't think it's a good thing, uh, and I don't recommend that uh, executive-level talent or any individuals change roles uh, every two to three years. Hmm. Glad you said that, frankly. Um, finally, David, uh, 20 offices around the world, is that accurate? Shepard has 20 offices around the world? 
20 offices around the world. We're in six countries. And, and by the way, I heard you this morning because I'm, I'm an avid listener, and I heard you talking about all the listeners on Yeshiva Break in Florida and <laughs> California and, and Israel, and I'm thinking to myself, hey, you're not giving yourself enough credit. I was in Frankfurt literally uh, three weeks ago uh, in doing business, and I was in the airport, and I heard a guy listening to your show. I mean, literally, he was sitting there at the gate, and he's got his, uh, you know, he's got his smartphone, and he's listening to you. So you're, uh, you're, you're all over. <laughs> I, pre- I appreciate that very, very much. Uh, but, I, but I don't have a physical studio or presence in places like Dubai and Manchester. You happen to have physical locations in those cities, so I guess we could do a, a mutual admiration society here, and it's much appreciated. Well, everybody out there, uh, Willie, I guess the best thing for everybody in this audience is to simply give, give the Joel Paul address, right? The uh, the web address, correct? Yes. JoelPaul.com, everybody. If you're a candidate, somebody who uh, who's confident that they can make a difference in a not-for-profit, it could be an organization, a school, a synagogue with their lay leadership. It, it could be uh, any uh, not-for-profit, and uh, frankly, at this point, it could be not-for-profits that may have an American Friends division here, and that they have uh, you know their main uh, office somewhere else on the on the on the globe, Israel or some other country, it could be anything. And certainly, those of you who are uh, heads of organizations and schools and synagogues and groups uh, that are looking. Uh, for good people to come in and uh, make positive change in your uh, in your effort, go to the Joel Paul website, J-O-E-L-P-A-U-L.com, joelpaul.com, the Joel Paul Group website. And again, the big announcement is that um, uh, now uh, Willie and David are working together as this shepherd search group has acquired the Joel Paul Group. Uh, Willie Hochman, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Thanks for having us, Nachum. A pleasure. David Ganchar, thanks for joining us this morning. Good, Nachum. Great to be together. So, so good to hear your voice and continued success. Amen. I greatly appreciate that. And good luck to both of you going forward, uh, both the Shepherd Search Group and, of course, uh, the Joel Paul Group. And this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program, heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSiegel.com, on the NachumSiegel Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. shoulders of giants how can we even compare to elders wise and so pious but in this hour one person's power no generation has ever seen do you know what one pure deed could mean From page, is there anything you would change if you knew you were on the world stage? Change. No more escaping. No, no more the world is the waiting, world is waiting. <laughs> for you to hear the call. Will you make the choice to change it all? Will you make the choice to change it all? It could be 
yourself for granted All the gifts you have been handed mm. An act of kindness to another Can be felt across the planet Across the whole world There's no denial That you're so vital To the people you come from They're all hoping you'll be the one drive you insane but they're calling you by the wrong name I know I read your story I bought your book at the store you're facing Goliath but you've been there before King David Elijah Devoran if he are they're asking you King David Elijah Somehow you know what to do I know I read your story I bought your book at the store You're facing Goliath But you've been there before King David, Elijah, Devoran If he are, they're asking you King David, Elijah, Devoran Every little step you take Your hand I will hold If you ever feel that stage fright If you think you're gonna fall I'll be standing here Right behind the wall Soon you'll remember Soon you'll say
Wake me up, it's time to go Been down this road before and I know There's danger up ahead Recalculate and turn around I'm heading home, I'm homeward bound No, I'm not gonna walk that path no more I know, I know it's not too late No, my past won't seal my fate You'll be there With arms wide open No matter what I've done wrong No matter how long I've been gone You'll be there To let me back in Feel she asino mashuah Umochel v'soleach Mochel v'soleach Moshit yado nezah ונותן ברחמיו את הכוח לתקן ולשוב אליו. ZANG <laughs> Solomon Brothers and Yishai Rebo together my way back home. King David, brand new from 8th Day. You heard Yaakov Shweki's It Could Be You to open up that set here at JM in the AM. Good morning. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Good to have you aboard. Our friends at uh, usatablets.org have the following announcement. Attention listeners who are on or have a family member on a federal subsidy program, our friends at USA Tablet are giving away free 10-inch tablets with free internet service. You never get a bill. It's being awarded through an affordable connectivity program. Go to usatablets.org and receive your free benefits, usatablets.org. Anyone on any federal subsidy program will be approved. Simple as that. Check it out again, usatablets.org. More coming up, JM in the AM. Thanks for joining us, everybody. This one's from Zusha. Zusha. 
JM in the AM with uh, Zusha and Pischuli. Wednesday morning, JM in the AM. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone and comment away. Givati Brigade Association Chairman Yitzhak Levitt is visiting New York. Uh, the association honors the legacy of the IDF storied Givati Brigade through educational programs, exhibitions at its Yoav Fortress and memorial initiatives for the brigade's fallen heroes. One of the reasons Givati is such a special brigade is the family-like relationship between soldiers and their commanders, and the group supports the financial and social needs of active-duty soldiers so that they can focus on defending Israel and helps set recent veterans up for their future through academic and mentoring opportunities. February next month, the association, Givati Brigade Association, celebrates the 40th anniversary of the reconstitution of the Givati Brigade. Yitzhak Levitt, a pleasure to welcome you to JM in the AM. Thank you. Thank you, Nahum, for holding this uh, interview. I'm really uh, happy to have this opportunity to share what we are doing in Israel for the fortification of our country. Appreciate that very much. Give us the history. Um, at what point was the Givati Brigade formed and why, and how different is it than what we would refer to as the standard IDF? Mm. So uh, Givati was originally founded in uh, 47. It was uh, one out of six uh, new brigades uh, towards the, what was expected to be the independence war. Um, <clears throat> and during the war, the the, the brigade, uh, in fact, prevented the Egyptians from invading uh, Israel, from invading the Negev from the south. The direction was to reach Tel Aviv and somehow to take all the Jews and throw them to the sea. So Givati really fulfilled a crucial uh, role in 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 doing that. Uh, and uh, after seven years, it became a reserve brigade. And in '83, almost 30 years after, it was reconstituted. Uh, as one of the lessons that we learned from the first Lebanon war. So this is more or the really briefly the history, two periods of time. Uh, maybe a few words about the, the war of independence, just to give you a scale, uh, against less than 3,000 soldiers of Givati and some civilians from the kibbutzim in the area, they managed to prevent more than 50,000 Egyptians to get into Israel. And, to, and uh, you know, they have their own uh, air forces. They have a lot of stuff. Uh, what the Givati had was really the spirit and the understanding that they are fighting for their life. Uh, 75 years later, we sometimes take it for granted and forget about how miraculous a war, in fact, that was and what kind of game changer it was for the Jewish people and for modern 
Jewish history. And, and, is, and is that it? You say the spirit and the will, because that was my next question is what did Givati have that made them unique? What was it that they had that was, I don't know, strategically different or, or militarily different, but you go to the spirit and the will that it was that it was those factors that were able to, to allow 3000 soldiers to go up against 50,000 in that war. Yes, I, I think it was a combination of, of two things. First of all, um, the fact that they understood that they have no choice. This is one. Two, the fact that they were led by their commanders in a way that they understood their, their crucial role, that if they will not stop the Egyptians, we will not have our own state, very simple. And I think that the commanders of Givati by then had by their own, the the spirit, how to reinforce, how to deliver the message to the soldiers in a way that they understood so clearly what their mission is so that they perform the best way they could. But unfortunately, in that war, Givati lost 25% of its soldiers, 675. Yeah, I uh, just add that to the list of the casualties that the Jewish people have suffered in this effort to found and maintain a state of Israel. Itzhak Levitt is with us, chairman of the Givati Brigade Association. So I asked earlier about strategy, military expertise. Are are, are they very different than, than the way the the traditional IDF soldier would have been trained? Did they have expertise that... That, that, you know, that identified them as a different or separate type of unit? Um, I, I would say it in this way. You know, in IDF, we have several uh, special units, elite units, that they are trained in a way that they can do what they have to do, mainly against terror. Right. Uh, what differs Givati from the other brigades I think it, it, it is the fact that over the years we accumulated so much experience and the and the spirit, the family. We, you know, Givat is like a family. It's not like a standard brigade. We all feel very united. Just keep in mind that we still make ceremonies for remembering the fallen soldiers of '48. Right. So it's really united. It is like a family. There is not a real difference between the commanders and the soldiers. And I think that that embeds it by itself a message that of fraternity, of uh, brotherhood, which is not uh, obvious. Does, uh, does... Beyond that, of course, the, the fighting experience, you know, Givatis in its institution fought in all the big operation of IDF in Gaza Street as well as in Lebanon. Does uh, Givati still exist today as an active unit? Oh, I fully could hear you. Can you repeat, Mahan? Does Givati still exist today as a special unit? Yes, of course. Uh, Givati is uh, running again since 33. Uh, By the way, one of the most, uh, of the last, 
IDF operation in the Gaza Strip was led by the Gavati. I mean, it took a turn. I think in English it, it is protective edge, yep. in which we Gavati managed to ruin all the tunnels. You remember the the story of sure. the more than 50 tunnels. Yep. So Gavati was the one that developed the strategy how to deal with that. And it led that operation that lasted almost 50 days, but we fulfilled the operation. Wow. Uh, so th- this is about the Givati. Now, Givati has also an association, which I am the chairman. I have the honor of being the, 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 the chairman, which uh, uh, in fact, what we do, we have our headquarters in the south of the country in a place that is named uh, Yoav Fortress. Yoav Fortress, by the way, is the fortress that Givati in 48 fought eight times in order to conquer it. It's, it was really a very, very uh, a, a strong uh, metsuda, and it was very difficult to, to conquer it, but Givati managed to do And since then, it served as the Givati Brigade Association uh, headquarters, where we exhibit, uh, you know, you have a museum, we have an education center there, uh, we host their annual program and we teach for the families of Givati fallen uh, soldiers and so on. And uh, we are also running a lot of uh, welfare projects for for Givati uh, soldiers. I can go into details if you want. The uh, Yoav Fortress was key because of its proximity to Egypt. What was the ge- what was the geography? Where is the Yoav Fortress? Sorry, again, I couldn't capture the... The Yoav Fortress was key because of its proximity to Egypt? I'm, I'm trying to figure out where exactly it is. Where is the Yoav Fortress? You said it was a uh, a tremendous effort by the Givati Brigade, uh, eight battles in order to conquer it, and, and it became such a key, um, a, a, a key focal point of the war. I'm wondering exactly where it is, just to understand why it was so vital. Um, wow. I don't know if the problem is in my end or in your end, but the signal in my end is okay. Uh, I apologize. Yes. Uh, Could you maybe repeat it slower, slowly, and I managed to... Where where is Mitsudat Yoav? Where is the Yoav Fortress? (laughs) All right. So (laughs) Mitsudat Yoav is located, of course, in the south of the country, uh, not far from uh, Kiyad Gat, ah. not far from uh, Ashkelon, in the road from Ashkelon to Givati. And we have all around more than 50 monuments that we are in charge of preserving because each one of that monument pre- represents a fight, a battle uh, that happened uh, in the independence war. There are photos, by the way, and there's uh, plenty to read about Mitsudat Yoav, the Yoav Fortress, and the uh, Givati uh, Brigade. If you go to givati.org.il, givati, G-I-V-A-T-I.org.il, and I'm sure other sites as well. Uh, all right, um, um, uh, uh, Chairman Yitzhak Levitt, you said that there are uh, uh, different ways that you as a family help support those who've been in Givati and their families. Tell us some of the ways uh, that you're helping the families. Okay, so uh, we have several uh, projects that we are running uh, for some of the new projects, some of them uh, uh, projects that we are running for a couple of years. So 
we have, for instance, a, a program that we help the Gibati uh, discharge soldiers uh, to prepare for life after the military, their military service. So what we do is, for instance, we sign an agreement with, with the best academic college in Israel, which is located uh, very close to the Kinneret uh, Lake, that they um, are um, very focused in different type of engineering, engineering of gas, oil, energy, etc., etc. And what we do is that we provide them with a scholarship, full scholarship for the four years of studies, put accommodation, <clears throat> in collaboration with the Kinneret Academic uh, College. So this is one of the programs. We also have a partnership with a nonprofit organization. What they do is social high tech. They bring to their facilities people that are interested in contributing to the weak population in Israel, and they develop for them software for people that are blind, for people that are disabled, people with mental disease, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And what we manage to do is to incorporate into this project, Givati discharge soldiers. So they learn training and coding and software engineering for one year, and they, everything is uh, sponsored or is uh, provided by, the, <clears throat> by our association. We also have another project. Uh, we name it the Down the Givati Road. It is a mentoring project. Uh, it is uh, running already three years that we pair a high-ranked Givati officers with newly discharged soldiers, and we give or we provide them a full year of post-service uh, mentorship, which is a game changer for their for them. People that sometimes come from very low social economic background and they don't have the tool how to start their their life uh, after they they release from the uh, IDF. So this is one project. Other project is uh, really very, very, I'm so proud of this project. <clears throat> uh, we have in Givati something, by the way, that is really extraordinary. We have 205 lone soldiers. 81 are from abroad and 100 plus from Israel. Now, you know, lone soldiers, they come to Israel, they volunteer, they don't always have solution for every problem that they face and they face problems. Yep. What we do is we help them with the funding for rent, furniture, food, and uh, even adopted families in order to develop some relationship with the uh, local uh, uh, families. We also support the power stricken families of soldiers that are in active uh, service and we want them to focus in their main mission, to be the best fighter they can. And what we do is that we distribute a monthly uh, food package to their family. Uh, and this is something really, uh, you can't imagine the impact that it has in both. The family that appreciates that so much and the soldier that you're releasing from thinking it when his yeah. uh, mother will open the frigidaire so she will find there uh, uh, something to eat. Yeah, of course. I mean, uh, all these initiatives are, are wonderful. 
And I'm glad we've been made aware of it. And there are people in this audience that are going to want to support all these initiatives. And I want to, again, call everyone's attention to the website, givati.org.il, G-I-V-A-T-I.org.il. There's actually a message there from uh, Itzhak Levitt, the chairman of the Givati Brigade Association, which you could read. And there's plenty of information about activities at the site. And before I talk about, you know, potentially visiting Mitsudat Yoav, I have to add one other thing to the uh, to the lone soldier discussion that you just uh, brought to our attention. Uh, there are there are soldiers in the Givati Brigade whose families, um, I, I assume for religious reasons, etc., were not thrilled that they went to the uh, army and then essentially or or subsequently to the Givati Brigade. And uh, again, no criticism. Just the the fact is that many of them are lone soldiers who you know again. Uh, just don't have a connection to their family anymore because of the decision that they made, and you make a special effort to help them as well. I wanted to point that out. Yes, uh, you are right. Uh, among the 102 families that uh, serve in Givati from Israel, they split into two main uh, populations. One is exactly those that you mentioned, people that come from Haredi's background and for their own reason, they don't, uh, the, their families, you know, they deny them. internally. If you went to, you are a Zionist now, you went to the army, sorry, you are not part of our family anymore. So we really adopt these soldiers and fulfill all their needs. Some of them, by the way, they are not recognized by IDF as long soldiers. That is not some, uh, right. part of the problem. Because they have family because in Israel. They have family. Yeah. They have family. Sometimes the family are in good uh, economic uh, situation, right. but they are long soldiers, so somebody has to uh, take care of them. Um, Yitzchak, I, I cannot believe I've never visited. I cannot believe after what I saw on the Internet that I was never at Mitsudat Yoav. Do you accept visitors? Can people come and see the history and everything that's going on there? Um, sorry, Nahum, again. I, I, I said that the I, I can't believe, after what I've seen on the internet at givati.org.il, that I've never visited um, a Mitsudat Yoav. Do you accept visitors? Do you encourage people to come and see the history and what's going on now? Of course. We not only welcome them, we also host them very nicely, as we do with the thousands of uh, visitors uh, that come uh, every month to our fortress and soldiers that come for education programs. So visitors from anywhere in the world are welcome. I think that they will be fascinated and oh, it will yeah. be a very enriching experience uh, to come here. It, will, it is always our honor to, to have a family. By the way, one point I would like to, to stress something that is very unique to Givati. We have in Givati a company which is name is Tomer. And this company is only uh, Haredi soldiers <laughs> that, were un- <laughs> yes. wow. that were united under one company in order to be able to fulfill all their special uh, needs. Wow. Like, you know, giving them enough time uh, a day to make three times the, the service. Right. Or bringing some uh, rabbi that come to lecture uh, every two three weeks, so a lot of uh, attention to their specific needs, and uh, and for them it's a dream. You know, in other conditions they wouldn't be able to serve in IDF. 
but if they are with their group, with the people that they can feel comfortable, uh, uh, they, they, they enlist. Kolakavod. Our family. Itzhak Levin is chairman of the Givati Brigade Association. Support them. Research them by going to the web, givati.org.il, G-I-V-A-T-I.org.il. And let's, let's add, um, let's add Mitsudat Yoav. Let's add the Yoav Fortress to everyone's itinerary when you get to Israel. Let's add it, please. I can't believe I've never been there. At least I can't think of ever, actually having ever been there. Uh, but this is a must for me and my family, and I hope for all of you, I hope you feel the same way, especially those of you who've had the opportunity to visit, you know, almost everything in Israel. Um, put this on your itinerary. All the information about activities at the site and how it works are on the web, givati.org.il, G-I-V-A-T-I.org.il. And again, you can support all these initiatives that Yitzhak Levitt spoke about uh, by going to the site and simply clicking the donate button. Um Chairman Levitt, Todaraba, uh, Kolakavod to you and to everybody at the uh, Givati Brigade Association. Todaraba for joining us this morning. Thank you, Nachum. I Last word I want to tell you, you know, uh, I have some friends that sometimes ask me, what are you doing that? Because they know I was elected to this world and uh, I do it in a complete volunteer uh, uh, form and uh, I by myself uh, uh, donate also to the association. So they ask me, what are you doing that? I tell them, listen, you are a Jew of a, a nation that started before 3,500 years ago. And you don't have the right to broken this chain. You have to be part of it, regardless of if you are religious, non-religious. You are part of this chain, and we must continue for the eternity of our people. Kol HaKavod, Rabbi Yitzchak. Todah Rabbah Lecha. Todah Lecha, Nachum. Thank you very much. Very important message. Givati.org.il. Check it out, everybody. Wow. Amazing. JM in the AM on a Wednesday morning broadcast with Eitan Katz. Ruach Hashem, 
all the attributes of Mashiach Tzitkenu. Ruach Hashem, Spirit of Hashem. Ruach Chochma Ubina. Ruach Eitzah Gvura, Ruach Das, Ve'iras Hashem. And even though these words are really speaking about Mashiach, we daven for it. Inshallah Shurgalim, we take out the Sefer Torah, we have a special Yerotzon, Rebbein HaShalaylam. And we say, V'yizkayim Bonu Mikrashikosu. That all the attributes that are shaykh to Mashiach should really be shaykh to us. That when Mashiach comes, he's going to recognize his people because we have the same attributes as him. But you know, there's an interesting minhag. 
On Matzi Shabbos, when you say, V'yitain l'cha, there's a minute you're supposed to say it with somebody else. Don't say it by yourself. Say it with somebody else. Why? Because V'yitain l'cha, all the brachos that we're asking for, all the parnasa, the shefa of the week. If I sit with somebody else and I say, V'yitain l'cha, what am I saying? I'm saying, V'yitain l'cha, Hashem should give you. Not me, forget me. Hashem should give you. And the other guy is sitting there, he's saying what? No, 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 V'yitain l'cha, Hashem should give you. Ah, the nachas the Kodesh Baruch who gets from that, seeing two yidden davening for each other. We spoke about this last time we were here, live in Jerusalem too, about the chashivas of davening for each other. And I was thinking in that spirit, in that ruach, benacha, not a lie, a love, and him, all of the ruach Hashem, ruach chachma ubina. Vinacha Allah, not me, him. I want him to have those special things. And the guy sitting next to you is saying, no, 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 Vinacha Allah, on him, on him, not me. So in him, so you have 1,200 people in here davening for each other at the same time. So let's all daven together. Let's sing it one more time. Have somebody else in mind. Vinacha Allah, not a lie. He didn't, don't speak like that, a lie. Allah, so everyone together, give me, give me a really good harmony on the Ruach, all right? Follow me. Time even louder than that. I even done by Eitan Katz. Amazing, huh? Oh, yeah, he's good. JM and the AM, good morning. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Much appreciated, of course. Email address, nachum at nachumsegel.com. Um, 
If you don't receive our daily thread or our weekly newsletter, just write to Avrami, AF at NahumSiegel.com. That's AF at NahumSiegel.com. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, NahumSiegel Network app for Android and iPhone. And comment away. Um, oh, someone mentioned that... Uh, yeah, hi now. Mazel to all who learned Mishnah Yomi on finishing Maseches Shabbos today. Mazel tov. Hope you're still going strong. If not, restart tomorrow with Erevin. Well, I'm not going strong, and I have to restart. I told Gedalia Zlato. It's, I told him after I uh, agreed to make the public commitment, I'm just not the Mishnah Yomi guy. I'm not the Daf Yomi guy. I'm not. I said this on the air, and uh, you know, you got, you got to know who you are. And I'm just not that guy, at least not yet. At least not yet. Might please God still be coming. Who knows? Anyway, Mazal Tov, those who are finishing Maseches Shabbos in Mishnah Yomi and starting Maseches Erevin. Chaya says, yay, Mishnah Yomi. My shul is a Zoom chevra who get online every day to learn our two Mishnah quota for the day. That's amazing. That really is amazing. So many great Mishnah Yomi groups. We've spoken about them on the air, especially the ones that are being led by young people. Just incredible. It's a collective ode to everybody who's a part of it. Really wonderful. J.M. and A.M. on a uh, Wednesday morning broadcast with a reminder from our friends at shopeichlers.com. They have this amazing amazing arrangement going on right now where you can shop from the comfort of your own home, click through to a put through your order, and then uh, basically sit back and relax because there's free local delivery with no minimums to all the neighborhoods you can imagine in New York and New Jersey. The list is pretty remarkable. Uh, order by 2 o'clock today, you get it the same day. Order by 2 o'clock today, you get it the same day. It's a two-week promotion with free local delivery from shopiclers.com. Again, no minimum. Order it by 2 o'clock. It is yours later on today. Go to shopiclers.com for details. Shopiclers.com, proud sponsor of the Nahum Siegel Network. Um, what else I want to mention to everybody? Yesterday, we had the semi- Alan on the air, and I remind you that uh, the Yad Vashem Book of Names, which is the unique result of meticulous and painstaking work that commemorates 4.8 million men, women, and children whose details have been gathered and uncovered over the years by Yad Vashem. Every name, date of birth, hometown, and place of death is clearly printed and illuminated by a gentle beam of light that shines from between the pages in the Book of Names. Now, the Book of Names is on display now at the United Nations. Every Monday through Friday from 9 till 5, entrance is free. It's from now until the 17th of February. The Yad Vashem Central Database of Shoah Victims' Names is also available online, yadvashem.org for more information. Again, that's yadvashem.org for more information. Coming up at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, it's Jesse's Wag with a Wednesday live lunch. That's right. We got you covered with amazing programming all through the day, so make sure to be tuned in. Jesse's Wag with a Wednesday live lunch. Again, that's happening at um, 11 a.m. Eastern Time. I certainly hope you'll be tuned in. And... Um, feel free at that point to comment on the app and interact with Yossi in that manner. Pretty easy to do that. And uh, he'll be on until 1 o'clock with all of that. A lot of people asking about the Kosher Halftime Show. Uh, the Kosher Halftime Show is going through a very, very big 
um, oh gosh, how do I put this? A very, very big, I don't want to say preparation, that would be unfair. Production is going through a very significant production this week. With a big thank you to the Rothenberg Law Firm, InjuryLawyer.com. Kosher Halftime Show for February the 12th, going through a big, big production this week. Uh, please, God, next week we will start releasing some details regarding what to expect on February the 12th. It's a good one. I know it because uh, anybody who's in the know has said, oh, my gosh, this is exactly what everybody wants this year for the Kosher Halftime Show. So we will uh, have that for you coming up on February the 12th. Thank you to the Rothenberg Law Firm and all of our sponsors. They are, of course, the presenting sponsor. And, um, again, like I say, as many details as we can starting next week right here at the Nahum Siegel Network. You might compose the sweetest song Scale the highest mountain, don't get me wrong These are wonderful things Even significant things You can strive for wealth, fame, and success And trust I'll think of you no less These are wonderful things Even significant things Why I think that's fine These are wonderful things Even significant things You can study life's deepest mysteries Turn simple words into poetry These are wonderful things Even significant Joy to you than find.
Mordechai Shapiro off Journeys, volume number five. Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSegal.com, on the NachumSegal Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing and incredible Wednesday here at JMM. My thanks to uh, all of our guests this morning. My thanks to all of you for tuning in. If you missed anything, of course, there's an archive coming up later on, and um, our website, our app, plenty of opportunities to check out what you may have missed here at JM and the AM. Yes, he's Wag. Wednesday live lunch starts at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Make sure to be tuned in. If you're not receiving our uh, daily thread or weekly newsletter, write to Avrami, AF at NahumSiegel.com. Again, that's AF at NahumSiegel.com. Have a fabulous Wednesday. Oh, don't forget, tomorrow morning, Roy Newberger, our guest, Roy Newberger, tomorrow morning. Till then, Nahum Siegel reminding you, remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future.